Hey, Northeast Pennsylvania. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show here on WILK News Radio. It's uh, 510 here in the station, 38 degrees and partly cloudy. The Rob O'Donnell Show is brought to you by Road Scholar Transport. You have unique shipping needs, and Road Scholar has unique shipping solutions. Dry van, temperature controlled, and high security are just a few. Visit roadscholar.com. I'm looking at some... Uh, I guess this just came out. Let me see. Yeah, 38 minutes ago. Probably talk more about this tomorrow, but I, I should get it out there. It says Lackawanna County property taxes would rise in a new 2024 budget proposal. This is the amended budget. Lackawanna County property taxes would rise 5.9% next year under an amended budget proposal 2024 budget. The county property tax rise would rise to uh, 67.67 mills, up from 63.92, the rate since 2020. If adopted, the tax hike would mean a home assessed at $10,000 would pay $676.70 in taxes, or $3,750 more. The total does not include property tax imposed by school districts or local governments, cities, boroughs, or townships. Taxes went up 5.5 mills, or 11.3% in 2020. The county commissioners are scheduled to meet Tuesday at 1.30 p.m. for the first formal reading of the taxing ordinance. The meeting is uh, at the government center's fifth floor conference room. Efforts to reach the commissioners were unsuccessful. Of course they were. Lame duck do-nothings out the door, like I said. Going to drop that uh, hand grenade. What were they talking about? $23, $28 million in uh, loans? And uh, we'll see. Last month, the county commissioners unveiled a general fund budget that called for revenues of $167.89 million against spending of almost 163.13 million. Technically, that's a approximately 4.76 million dollar surplus, but that only happens by including more than 20 million dollars surplus the county expects at the end of this year. Minus the surplus, the budget spends 15 million 15.3 million more than will come in, which is known as an operating deficit or spending more than you have. County officials promised to work hard to cut down the deficit, but the proposed tax hikes show they couldn't eliminate it so far. Chief of Staff Brian Jeffers said he expects the commissioners to vote on the final budget and tax ordinance on November 30th. So while you're um, you know, dealing with the holidays, recovering from Thanksgiving, they're going to sneak in this 5.9% uh, tax increase on you in Lackawanna County. So if you're available tomorrow, I would head over to the county building, fifth floor. What, it was 130, I said? Yep. The county commissioners are scheduled to meet Tuesday at 1.30 for the first formal reading of the taxing ordinance. The meeting is at the Government Center's fifth floor conference room. I would head there tomorrow. Unbelievable. Unbel and, you know, I was looking at that tax, uh, the, the garbage fee increase. 
for Nanocoke, which it won't let me click on now. Now I got it. Um, somebody said that they pay uh, $420 a year in West Pittston, but we have the flexibility of choosing whatever hauler we want. Yeah, and in, in Nanocoke, this was from Tim, $258 a year to $415 a year. That's a 60.85% increase in the garbage collection fees. That's incredible. 60.85% increase in the garbage fees in Nanocoke. And uh, like I said, the Times Tribune is just reporting now that Lackawanna County has amended their budget for next year, which includes... Uh, my computer's going all wonky. 5.9% tax increase next year. Um, incredible. Locks up... Uh, Locks up my computer now. And this kind of falls into what I was going to talk about now. Anyway, we're, uh, you know, Thanksgiving dinner, 2023. Here's how much you'll have to fork over. Now, most people have probably already forked it over. But according to the American Farm Bureau Federation 38th Annual Survey, the annual cost of a classic holiday feast for 10 this year is estimated at $61.17 per person. Now that's down 4.5% from last year, record high average of 64.05 cents per person. But, and again, you'll, this is what you'll see the spin from the Democrats, from this administration. And 100%, it is down 4.5% from last year. It went from $64.05 per person to $61.17 per person from last year to this year. Still, compared to pre-pandemic times, the cost of a turkey feast is 25% higher. That's from 2021, 2022. Underscored the true impact of the supply cost and inflation that have on the food prices in recent years. So even though it's gone down 4.5% from last year to this year, from 2020, that's the date I'm looking at here, it's 25% higher still. The big reason for the overall price decrease this year is due to lower turkey cost. This year, a 16-pound turkey is only about $27.35, roughly 5.6% lower per pound, according to the data. Together, the data on turkey prices, the Farm Bureau sent out shoppers to check on the prices at grocery store chains during uh, the first few weeks of November. That was before most chains began featuring whole frozen turkeys at sharply lower prices, the Farm Bureau said. So you'll be paying a little bit less this year. And there's something with the Costco pumpkin pies. I guess they can't keep them on the shelves. These huge pumpkin pies that I guess are really good. Um, I don't shop at a Costco. Do we even have a Costco here? I, I don't know because I don't shop at one. I'm sure Sam's Club is comparable, but uh, it's incredible. But here's the breakdown of food prices for Thanksgiving according to the Farm Bureau. 16-pound um, turkey is down 
14 ounces of cube stuffing mix is down 2.8%. Two frozen pie crusts, down 4.9%. Half pint of whipping cream is down 22.8%. One pound of frozen peas is down 1%. One dozen dinner rolls are up 2.9%. Miscellaneous ingredients to prepare the meal are down 4.4%. That would be your seasonings, your oils, your butters, and stuff like that. 30-ounce can of pumpkin pie mix is up 3.7%. Gallon of whole milk is down 2.6%. Three pounds of sweet potatoes are up 0.3%. One pound of veggie tray, carrots and celeries, are up 2.3%. And uh, it just says 12-ounce bag of fresh cranberries, $2. doesn't say if it's up or down. So th- there's your... Facts for this year's Thanksgiving, for your uh, family sitting around the table. And again, I'd recommend you don't talk about politics, you don't talk about the economy around family. It's going to cause issues. No need for that. Smile, wave, and say, yep. You know, you're, if you're a... Uh, Extremely conservative uncle wants to tell you how he feels. You smile and wave. If your liberal niece from college comes home from college and wants to rant about how we should live in a socialist environment, you smile and wave. And if all else fails, as long as it's not going to turn you into a, a meaner bad person, have a drink. Smile even more. You know, it got to the point where my in-laws... actually brought drinks with them for me you know i especially during summer events you know I, I like my corona beer at times and uh they knew that i was nicer funner to be around if i had a couple drinks in me so uh they started bringing their own and that was fine by me and again you smile and wave don't let it get to you no sense of ruining the the holidays with family smile and wave that's all you need to do. Either that or, or bring your 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 uh, your good book, your Bible, that's highlighted and has mine has post-its and is highlighted in several areas through my readings of it every now and then. And you can also randomly read out things from the Bible, and that would change the direction of the uh, holiday right then and there. But for the cost, and again for full transparency... From last year to this year, food prices for Thanksgiving for the Thanksgiving dinner is down 4.5%. But from 2020 to now, it is up 25%. So you'll see that spun in different ways depending on who's telling you. But those are just the facts that it is. So we have some good information. We have some progress on cheaper prices. But as we talk about garbage prices in Nanako going up 60.85%, we talk about... um, a 5 or 6% raise in our taxes in Lackawanna County that's just breaking now. How much more are they going to bleed out of our seniors? How much more are they going to bleed out of our starting families? How are you supposed to come to Lackawanna County or a town like Nanakote and start a family and start a career and do all these things if you're getting beat over the head left and right with these higher prices? We have to figure out a way to do things better. And... Uh, if someone from 
the Nanakoke area can justify a 60.85 rise in garbage fees. Why that has to be passed on to the consumer? Was there some? And again, there might be a valid reason that something might have have happened where you know I'm open, my ears are open to it, but I would like to explain how a 60 over 60 percent increase in garbage fees is being uh, passed along. Okay, yeah, you don't want to raise taxes, but you raise your garbage fee. It's still money coming out of the people's pockets. 522 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. <laughs> Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show here on WILK News Radio. It's 527. Keep on smiling. <laughs> 36 degrees and partly cloudy out there. Well, I pulled up a little uh, information on this uh, garbage increase in Nanakoke. The 60.85% garbage increase, which the council unanimously approved, and the uh, mayor. Kevin Coglin's proposed 2024 budget. They approved the uh, $1.5 million bid from J.P. Mascaro and Sons for trash recycling and yard waste collection beginning in 2024 and ending in 2026. If a resident pays in full by January 31st, the fee would be discounted for $395. There is also an option to pay in three installments of $138.33. Accounts that do not pay in full or pay the first installment by January 31st will be considered delinquent. The fee would increase to $456.50, and they would no longer be eligible for the installment payments. The maximum amount of four bags per collected collection will remain. Um, Deputy Counsel for J.P. Mascaro and Sons, Al DeGenero, explained that a number of factors went into the increased cost of trash collection, particularly the economic fallout from the COVID-19 pandemic, which contributed, contributed to rising interest rates, fuel costs, labor, insurance, and wage increases for the company. So uh, it appears a bunch of residents... You know, argued that the increase was simply not feasible for senior citizens and those on fixed incomes. All right. I will put you on hold. Have a great day. Mm -hmm. Looking through, uh, you know, what happened there. But that's a little reasoning behind it. There's an increased cost, and they're passing it along. So, uh... You know, pulled up a little context to it, but a 60.85% increase in garbage fees. Let's go to uh, to the phones now. We have uh, Jeff from Duryea on the Nanaco garbage hey, fees. Rob. Jeff. Hey, Rob. Um, I'm an elected official in Duryea. I've served full years on council. I'm currently the mayor in Duryea. And municipal costs keep going up. And, and I think that's what Nanticoke is facing. They got out, likely got out of their own garbage collecting and recycling that they did themselves and contracted a company out because it's too hard to keep up with the staffing and the infrastructure, right? Mm-hmm. So, Duryea, we collect our own garbage. It's hard because we can't get people to work all the time. That Who wants to collect garbage for 20 to $25 an hour to drive a truck? But you get good holidays and good benefits. It's a catch that we're only charging $100 a set of bags. 
we can give our people options because we're doing it in-house. But as soon as you have to farm it out to somebody, you're susceptible to the market prices, and they're going to slam you like they just slammed poor people in Nanico. They didn't really have many options. They went somewhere else like waste management. It was likely $500. So the, the municipal governments are doing the best they can with services because it's hard to share services because nobody wants to pay the full bill. And contracting companies are getting their money's worth from these these governments. Yeah, and and I just I just dug into it. I don't know if you heard while you were on holding. It looked like Mascaro and Company won the bid. They did describe yep. why the the increases you know increased the costs. But like you just explained, and, and you know I've I've for for seventeen years I've managed government. You're paying a company to do a service that that you are now doing in in, in your town, right in Duryea. Mm-hmm. You're doing yep. garbage. You're, you're you're paying them to do that same service plus make a profit. Yep. So I you know I know it's harder to manage. I know when you have a contractor do it, it takes the weight off your plate. Somebody else is doing it, but you are paying that higher higher cost. So maybe you know the the, the town of Danacoke should look into you know maybe doing it back themselves again. You know there would yeah, be. I know Jink. Jenkins Township just did that. They went to Mascaro. They got too crazy of a price. They said, we're bringing it back in-house. They scrambled. The township supervisors worked hard to get workers and and trucks, and they brought it back in-house to save their residents money. But that's hard to do in municipal government fast because everything's got to be above board and it's got to be voted on and done the right way because we need to protect our taxpayer dollars. But it's becoming harder to do that in small governments because it's – it's hard to find the workers, you know, same with the local police departments. You, you're a police officer. You know what that's like. Yeah. You know, and, and I think, you know, place like Manicoke, Jenkins Township, Pittston, Duryea, everyone's trying to do more with less, you know. But then you see the state and local, the, the federal government just passing the buck on budgets. But if we have a surplus in a year, we can't carry that over and not raise taxes the next year because that's against the state law. But the federal government just can kick budgets around and do whatever they want and move shells and make it all look good. <laughs> no but doubt. The little guys who who are in church and in the in the grocery stores with all of our friends get get wrung out because we have to keep the lights on, so to speak. Well, th- this is where I'd like to see mutual aid agreements with something like a garbage fee. And, and again, you're right for, to 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 start it yourself for a town or a borough Ooh. to say, "Hey, we're going to buy infrastructure to do our own garbage." You're buying trucks. You're buying the equipment you need. Mm-hmm. That is very expensive. Unless you have a, you know a grant or something to do that, it is hard to do. But you know, if you come into agreement and say, "Hey," Aren't we better off paying these raises that Mascaro is paying their drivers to our own borough or or employees here, township employees? And aren't we better sharing our resources for garbage pickup to keep it in-house rather than pay for these companies to do the same service plus make a profit? Yep, and I think that that partnership continue needs to grow. Some red tape's got to get cut on that. We need to make things a little easier. People have to get rid of the, the – the, they have to become humble to get to a table to work in a regional agreement because a lot of chiefs yep. make things a little difficult. I see it you all the time saying? with the police departments. I see it all the time. And I said, like, these towns who have their own police departments, I see all the time, well, let's do away with our police to save money and turn it over to the state police. You know, big mistakes – you got you. You can't nope. you can't be so short sighted and stop looking at the big picture. And, and I hate when townships and boroughs and stuff do that. You know, if you have your own garbage collection, 
look to make it work. I know it's hard to manage. I know it's, it's sometimes it's a problem. I know it's hard to find people. You know, it's obviously hard for Mascaro to find people because they're going to have to pay people more. They said that. They admitted it at the township meeting, at the borough meeting in Nanako. Sure. But aren't you better off paying your own employees that raise rather yeah. than paying a company to do the job plus make a profit? Jeff, I appreciate you're, you're totally I, right. I appreciate your call. I appreciate you checking in. Take care. Thank you. And he's 100% correct. It's uh, 534 here at WILK. We'll be back. You're with the Rob O'Donnell Show here on WILK News Radio. It's 538, 36 degrees, and partly cloudy here. Uh, you can call or text at 570-883-0098. Get involved with the conversation. We have uh, Mike from Nanacoke on the garbage fees. Mike. Hey, Rob. How are you? Okay. Hey, here's, here's, the, here's the bottom line. I live in Nanticoke. I've been here almost three decades. In my humble opinion, the reason we're getting ripped off is because the city is managed by Democrats, period. It's as simple as that. The Democrat Party is destroying our nation. And you, you see the price increases like everybody else. It's as simple as that. They're Democrats. And that's, that's has the, has the government there always been Democratic government? Yeah, it's 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 a Democrat city, about okay. ten thousand people, and it's always mostly Democrat run. It's have you ever there. have you ever been a Democrat, or you've always been a Republican? I was an independent until Clinton became president, and I thought he was such an embarrassment, and that I, in spite, turned Republican. Okay, and now with, with Nanacoke, did they ever collect their own garbage or it was always contracted out to a company? You know, I think maybe a long time ago when I was very young, it may have been privately in the city, but it's been outsourced for quite a, quite some time now at Mascaros. Okay, so so it would be hard for them with the, with, the, with the lack of infrastructure to start doing it themselves, and they're kind of at the mercy of, of bidding it out to whoever the lowest bidder is. Yeah, probably so. Just like your other caller, the mayor from Duryea had said, it was it probably it probably is a hassle. So they yeah. just do it privately. Yeah, but obviously the the cost is getting prohibited, so maybe they should start looking into you know getting grants or getting funding for the infrastructure to collect their own garbage and maybe bring it in house because you are paying a company to do the same job that you would be doing plus make a profit because companies wouldn't be doing it if they weren't making money doing it. Absolutely. I, I totally agree with you. I, I can put a bag of garbage out every three weeks if I want to, and I pretty much do. So you figure the math and see how much I'm paying per bag. Yeah, and, and for, for anyone who's on a fixed income or can't you know afford that increase, uh, you know, I, I feel for them. It's something, something, uh, something needs to be done, but costs rise, and that's just part of, uh, part of living, I guess. But we really need to do the best we can to mitigate that. Mike, I appreciate you checking in and uh, giving okay. us your opinion on it. Thank you, sir. Have a good one. You too. Thank you. We have, um, before we go, the AP polls out for football. Got Jake in there. Georgia's still at number one, Jake, 11-0. and 0. You got uh, Ohio surprise. State up um, up one spot to number two in the Big Ten. You got Michigan, number three, with that game happening. Can't wait for Saturday. Saturday's game at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. Fox. You got Michigan, Ohio State. Um, number four, you got a lot of undefeated teams. Washington's 11-0 from the Pac-12. They're playing Washington State. On Saturday, yeah, this is the one thing I love about Thanksgiving week is is all the football, but also all the rivalries in college football too. 
Yeah, I mean, Florida State's eleven and zero. They're playing. They're down one to number five. They're yeah. going to be playing Florida. Mm-hmm. They're probably going to crush Florida at this point. I'm a Gators fan. Yep. Oregon playing Oregon State. Oregon's at number six, ten and zero in the Pac-12. Got the Iron Bowl with yeah. Auburn and Alabama. Yeah, this is definitely one of the best weekends there is as far as as far as football in general. Yeah. And and like I would like we've been talking about for such a long time now. It's I don't really think anyone's going to top Georgia anytime soon. I really don't. And I'm just going to be curious to see how things pan out on Saturday with Michigan and Ohio State. And like we've been talking about for the past week, week and a half or so, obviously Jim Harbaugh not being there and all the speculation about his future and whatnot. So it is pretty wild to think that they're they're both 11 and 0 how things are going to pan out on Saturday. And I can't wait to see that game. Yeah, Penn State's up up one spot to number 11. Yeah, nine and two. Yeah, and they have a, a really really good chance. I mean, I think they'll beat Michigan State, of course, with, with all the issues that, that Michigan State has had this year. And in Penn State's case, they're not going to be a part of the, the playoff, but they were definitely in a good position as far as one of the New Year's Six Bowls. So. And then uh, number 12, you got Ole Miss. They'll be playing Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably that's on Thanksgiving Day at seven thirty. Yeah. Seven, that that evening, I'll de- we'll definitely be watching that game. My my daughter-in-law law is a Southern Miss cheerleader. She was a Southern really? Miss cheerleader, so we are a Southern Miss family now. So you know, with Ole Miss and Mississippi State playing each other, I believe Southern Miss just played Mississippi State this past week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what the outcome was there. Um, but yeah, we're we're a Southern Miss family now. Brett Favre will be happy to hear that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He coaches a, a local high school down there in Mississippi. Yeah. But uh, and then of course, when you have Ole Miss, you think of the Mannings, you think of Eli, you think of Archie and Cooper and Peyton. You know, you got to give Peyton credit for the fact like he wanted to do things on his own and he went to Tennessee. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt. LSU and Texas A and M, Oklahoma and TCU, Missouri and our, our Arkansas. See what other big games like we got Oregon State and Oregon, Arizona and Arizona State, Notre Dame, Stanford. Yeah, usually I I'm I've been so used over the years, so used to it being USC and Notre Dame on Thanksgiving weekend. It de- it definitely does feel a little different. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we're gonna talk about uh, the schedule when we come back. But uh, what is it? It's uh, five forty four yeah. now. We have to time for a break. You're with the Rob O'Donnell Show here on WILK News Radio. Five, uh, just about five fifty here. Thirty-five degrees and partly cloudy out. We we're talking about the games that are coming up this week. Um, got games Tuesday. Nothing really big. You got Bowling Green in West Michigan. You got Eastern Michigan and Buffalo on Tuesday. Thursday you got Ole Miss and uh, Mississippi State, seven thirty on ESPN. And then Friday, uh, you got a ton of games, depending on where you want to go. You got Air Force Boise, uh, Boise State, Texas Tech, Texas, Penn State, Michigan that evening, Oregon Michigan State. State. Yeah, Michigan State, 7.30 p.m. on NBC, the Penn State game. You have number 16, Iowa, Nebraska at noon, TCU, Oklahoma, uh, Miami and Boston College at noon, Memphis at Temple at noon, Toledo, Central Michigan, Ohio and Akron, noon. Let me see. Uh, Saturday, the early game is Ohio State, Michigan, Fox. It's funny. Tickets as low as $465. (laughs) 
That's not much. Nope. And it's funny. You go to, like, <laughs> let me see one of the other games here. Texas A&M, Texas A&M at LSU. Tickets as low as $40. Tiger Stadium. <laughs> um, I'm getting this from ESPN. Um, let me see. Pittsburgh is at Duke at noon. Tickets as low as $9. So if you're in Durham, North Carolina, and want to go see Pittsburgh play Duke, you get tickets as low as $9. Oh, Houston. You're giving EJ ideas now if oh. he's listening. <laughs> Houston at UCF. In, uh, where's that? Orlando, Florida. Tickets as low as $5. <laughs> um, Navy at SMU at noon on ESPN2. That's in uh, Dallas, Texas. Oh, here we go. Troy at Southern Miss. And that's at uh, Hattiesburg, Mississippi. So it's at a home game. So we'll probably be watching that on Saturday. Oh, that's the same time as Navy. We're going to be switching back and forth for that one. We might have to fight for the TV in my son's house there. Does he have more than one TV? He does, but there you, you know the, the big TVs in the living room. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it all depends. I don't know how they're doing this year. Any other big games? What do we got? Hmm. Alabama, number eight, Alabama at Auburn on CBS. Tickets as low as two hundred dollars if you're in Auburn. Maryland at Rutgers. Yeah, I wonder how much it would be if it was in Tuscaloosa. <laughs> I'm sure it would probably be a lot more. Oh, hey, what's yeah. the NFL games this weekend? All right, so Thursday is the Thanksgiving triple header, which is something we've had since 2006. Now, 1230, that has always been the spot reserved for the Detroit Lions. And like we've been talking about, what a story this year with the Detroit Lions. 1230 on Fox on Thanksgiving Whoever imagined that the Detroit Lions would be 8-2 and two and the Green Bay Packers, meanwhile, would be 4-6? Would be and six. Whoever imagined that? I think it just shows the, the culture, the, the shift in the culture that Dan Campbell has shown with Detroit over these past two and a half seasons. And, and it's really shown to fruition. I mean, this is the best Detroit has looked since 1991. And, you know... It, it, it makes you think, like, you know, you, you heard for so many years, oh, Detroit sucks, Detroit sucks. Oh, why does Detroit always have to play on Thanksgiving? I mean, they've been doing this since 1934, talking about the Detroit Lions. And this year there's something to play for to continue. I mean, really, one of the best, I wouldn't say surprises, but one of the best stories in the NFL while Green Bay is still adjusting their first year without Aaron Rodgers. Then? 4.30 on CBS, one of the best rivalries in NFL history, the Dallas Cowboys and the Washington Commanders. You've got two teams that are heading in completely different directions. And I know that Dallas, they've had it, you could say, a little easy. I mean, they beat the Carolina Panthers 33-10 to yesterday. They beat the New York Giants the week before 49-17. to But it's a rivalry game. And the thing with Washington is, even though they've only won four games this year, they somewhat look better than, than their record shows. But I think, like I've been talking about, Ron Rivera, the head coach of the Commanders, I think that he's pretty much on borrowed time. I think it's only going to be a matter of time until until he's fired. And like, hey, like we've been talking about, Rob, maybe that's where Bill Belichick is in 2024. You never know. Yeah. And then also the halftime show for the Cowboys and the Commanders, Dolly Parton is doing the halftime show which I think is going to be absolutely awesome. I can't wait to see that. And then the nightcap on NBC, 820. 
you have the San Francisco 49ers traveling to the Seattle Seahawks. Like I've talked about so many times before, you know, I've I've been a big believer in what the 49ers are showing this year. I know they had their little three-game skid at the end of October, but Brock Purdy, perfect quarterback rating yesterday. Christian McCaffrey just doing what he does. And George Kittle, in my opinion, probably I'd say about second-best tight end in the NFL behind Travis Kelsey. And you got that defense. You got Fred Warner, Eric Armstead. Meanwhile, Seattle, the thing is, Geno Smith, their quarterback, was injured yesterday against the Rams. They tried getting him back in at the end of the game. I mean, really, to no avail. They ended up getting sweeped by the Los Angeles Rams. And it's a it's a tough stretch moving forward for the Seattle Seahawks. They're hosting the 49ers on Thanksgiving. Then they have to go to Dallas for another Thursday night game. Then they go all the way out to Santa Clara for uh, their second game against the 49ers, and then they're hosting the Eagles December 17th. If Seattle's not careful, they could drop all the way to 6-8 and eight and pretty much be out of playoff contention once Christmas rolls around. So it's going to be it's gonna be something to watch. And like we talked about, the first ever Black Friday game on Amazon, Friday at 3 o'clock with the Miami Dolphins and the New York Jets. I pretty much expect Miami to take care of business. And yeah. Zach Wilson has been demoted to third string behind Tim Boyle and Trevor Simeon. I mean, it, it's it's like deja vu all over again for Zach Wilson, just like last year. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a full uh, full weekend of some football, regardless of college or, or pro. Uh, I did get a text message about Liberty University. They are playing UTEP at 3.30 on um, Saturday in Texas, El Paso, Texas. And it's not going to shock me one bit if Mike Tomlin loses to another rookie quarterback on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> going to Cincinnati, there's no Joe Burrow. Jake Browning is going to make his first start. And at this point, he could probably make Jake Browning look like Patrick Mahomes. So, <laughs> yeah, it's bad. All right. Well, it's uh, 557 here at WILK. We'll be back. Close out the Rob O'Donnell show in just a minute. Well, I got a text message saying, uh, very much looking forward to the game tonight between the Eagles and Taylor Swift's boyfriend's team. So, uh, <laughs> so aren't, aren't the rest of us as well. The Rob O'Donnell show here on WILK News Radio. We'll see you again tomorrow. God bless. Be safe.